0: Max, the one to watch for the best in entertainment, now has live sports with the Bleacher
1: Report Sports add-on. Stream hundreds of select live games from MLB, That's gonna go. Go! NBA,
0: NHL, U.S. Soccer, and NCAA Men's Mark saw! It and it's all included for a limited time with any Max subscription. He got it. After the promo period, add it for $9.99 a month. Base subscription required
1: them. Welcome back, Fam. Thank you always for being our loyal listeners. We love you guys. And of course, we have another awesome guest to bring you guys today. Um, If you recall, I think it was season one, um, we talked about some music things. And then last season, we had a music videographer. So like, we like to sprinkle in the music world a little bit, but today we're gonna talk about like the licensing marketing kind of side of it, which we haven't really gotten into that much. So I'm excited to learn because me and Carolina have been and trying to learn about this world for a while absolutely it's like a huge part of film like that's the music makes all the
2: difference and yes. and getting the right soundtrack is gonna almost make or break your 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 vibe your your movie and what what you're trying to do
1: so yeah go ahead Tessa. <laughs> cool so today we have johnny george um and if you want to tell our listeners just kind of a general what it is that you do
0: Sure. Um, I work in film, well, music production and licensing specifically for film trailers. Uh, so it's more on the marketing side, not mm-hmm. so much in show or in film, like the score side of things, because that's a different budget altogether.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Similar, they operate in a very similar way, but the marketing side is is kept separately. So we, the, the work I've been doing for the last six years, and I've recently left my, my company, but um, we do trailers specifically.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay. And when you say that it's, um, like different worlds kind of, is it really just different in budget or is there, is it like a whole different ball game?
0: Uh, well, it's, it's handled differently. I mean, the, okay. the, the, trailers are handled by the marketing side of things. And sometimes they have a music team on the marketing side and sometimes they just have a music team to cover everything, but the, mm-hmm. the trailers and the advertising, comes out of the marketing budget as opposed to the actual film budget so the score where you'll find it in the film oh. itself that's mm. part of the film budget the trailer stuff all the music and sound design that you that you hear in the trailers that's all from the marketing budget
1: gotcha. makes
2: sense you're, so, yeah. you're using the trailer to market the film right yeah
0: and typically in, in a lot of what i've experienced that tr- the budgets you know whatever the film budget is they typically have The marketing budget can be very similar to the film budget, but it is separate. So if it's a $4 million movie, they may have a $4 million marketing budget to Mm -hmm. to do all the trailers, pay for all the music, all that stuff. So, you know, it's pretty significant depending on the film, but it can also be not very significant too. So (laughs) that's where you start to run into trouble or you got to really kind of try to jump through hoops or find workarounds to make things happen.
1: Yeah. Mm. I mean, I think that's something a lot of people forget about if they haven't made a film before is like marketing is it like a whole nother thing that you really have yeah. to budget for ahead of time Absolutely. and like I mean that's something that I, I do think about as a filmmaker but yeah having like a separate music for the marketing side budget like I don't even know if that's a detail I would have thought of ahead of time so it's definitely something to keep yeah, in you know, mind it's,
0: it's, it's interesting I mean I, I don't know I feel like music gets overlooked a lot I, mean, mm-hmm. I, I even break it down like when I think about a wedding. If I'm going to a wedding, most people are more concerned about, like, what are we going to have for dinner? Mm-hmm. What's the cake going to taste like? But not, like, what's the music? What's the DJ? What's the, what's the band? Because right. yeah. like, that's, at the end of the day, like, after everyone's done eating and going through all that, they want to party. And if the music sucks and if the DJ sucks, it kills the whole vibe. Yeah. So, with a, with a film, it sells the movie. I mean, the music is there to sell and put people in those seats. So... If you if you if you try to do a workaround or you cheap it out, I mean, mm-hmm. sometimes it, you pay the price.
2: Totally. Johnny, do you have a like a percentage that you would just throw out there for someone to like kind of calculate in their budget for for music? Is there like a, a percentage number you from your experience you would throw out there?
0: Uh I don't know. We didn't. It didn't really work like that for us. I mean, the company okay. that I the company that I worked for, we had our own music catalog, so we created. A, and a very extensive catalog of music and sound design. And by music, I mean, like, when you listen to a trailer, it's very epic, orchestral, mm-hmm. really big sounding. So we have composers and a team of composers that would write that music, different st- I think different styles, different genres, but just instrumental background music to sell a, a film campaign from a- from action adventure to horror to family fun, that sort of stuff. And then sound design, which is just, like, basically sound effects, hits, whooshes rises Mm -hmm. and all of that stuff is priced you know there's just a pricing tier there's a rate card that all that stuff is priced at and so when it's used when a trailer company uses that music in one of the trailer spots once that cue sheet goes back to the studio they then would contact me and I would do all the clearance so I would clear and tell them how much it costs and sometimes if it's too much they'll have it replaced or they'll take Mm -hmm. it out entirely but we basically just have a price card for all of our stuff. So it's tough to say, it's tough to give you a percentage on, on mm-hmm. how much goes in the marketing side because I don't work on the studio level.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: We just have what we charge and if they can afford it, they pay it. And if not, you know, everything's a negotiation, but um, that's sort of what we stick to.
1: Yeah. If, Do you think, oh, go ahead. Yeah, I was just
2: like, yeah, it's good. it's good to keep in mind too that because like an action trailer is probably going to have a lot more sound effects. So you're going to hear yeah. get priced probably hit on all those different like crashes and explosions versus yeah. maybe like a rom-com thing where you really mm-hmm. just have the, the soundtrack of- Pretty the much. Effect, I mean, right? a lot of
0: times they, they will layer, like if they, if they take a song, let's say they take a commercial pop song, like a Katy Perry song. And they use it in the trailer. They're probably still going to use some sound design underneath it to kind of beef it up a little bit mm-hmm. and make it a little bit more cinematic. Um, oh, so it's wow. it's in there. It, it'll get layered in there, and sometimes it's easy to disguise that and not pay for it, which sucks for people like us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's a it's a big part of it. But yeah, you're right. I mean, action adventure stuff, the Marvel stuff. I mean, it's very sound design heavy.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So that's uh that's been a really successful thing for the company that I work for is the sound design really kind of keeps the lights on.
1: Yeah. yeah. Would you say, cause I know we um, have done a lot of research into just like music licensing in general to be able to use in a film or a trailer or whatever, but just, you know, to kind of buy the, uh, the rights, I guess it would be called um, outright. Mm-hmm. But do you, would you say it's more efficient to go through a company like that, that, you know, is creating all of their own scores as opposed to like trying to search out, you know, a, a song on the radio and get the rights to use that and all of that kind of stuff? Yeah.
0: I mean, it depends on budget really, because, yeah. you know, you talk about a pop song or a commercial well-known song, you're looking at probably six figures to clear a song that big. mm mm-hmm. Um, and that's, sometimes that could be like the master, just the master side alone, because with every song, there's a master side and there's a publishing side and you have to clear both of them. Mm-hmm. So oh, the master wow. side will, the master side will cost X amount of dollars. The publishing side will cost X amount of dollars. So the all in fee for both, you know, sometimes for a big commercial song, it could be upwards of 250 to $500,000 just to clear a song for 30 seconds use in a film trailer. Yeah. Whereas wow. if you're using a library like where I was, you know, it's a bit, it's significantly less expensive. Uh, it's sort of the middle ground between that and then going to like a, a cheaper just like production library which just kind of cranks out stuff where you, you listen to it and you can hear that it's just not quite as quality. I mean, when we, mm-hmm. when we did orchestral stuff, we would hire an, a live orchestra and record a live orchestra. So it's, the strings and those horns are very wow. real. Yeah. whereas some people will try to replicate it with software or they'll just play from a keyboard and you can you could typically hear that and those things are pretty cheap mm-hmm. and so it really comes down to what what's your budget what kind of quality music sound design are you looking to have you know it's all it, it's just really comes down to the, who's the creative behind it and what do they want it to look and feel like and how much do they want to spend
1: mm-hmm. makes sense um do people usually come to you like with a finished trailer of everything except for sound or do you kind of work with them like while they're creating the trailer? Like how much does that usually it's
0: mind? so we are, uh, I mean, basically it starts at the studio level and then the studio will hire a trailer house, which is more or less like an advertising agency. Mm-hmm. They're the ones that are cutting the trailer. So those trailer companies are basically our direct clients. So it's our job to get all of our music and sound design and build relationships with everyone at the trailer house level, that's mm-hmm. editors, that's music supervisors, uh, producers, creative directors. It's our job to get our music and sound under their hands, and as they're cutting a spot, we just want to make sure that our stuff is getting used in that spot. So we don't typically see anything creatively while it's happening.
1: Okay, they'll
0: just pick. They'll just pick from our library. So, you know, building and and having relationships with all of those people is important because we want to stay on their radar Mm. and we want to make sure that our name and our music is, is at the top of their mind Mm -hmm. when they're cutting a specific spot. And then once that spot locks and they deliver it to the studio, they'll they'll typically deliver it with a cue sheet and the cue sheet will have all the music and sound design that they used in that spot. And then the studio will typically go through that and clear everything through me Mm. and I'll price it out. And then that's sort of how it works. Sometimes, they you know they they want to do like a custom piece of music and they'll they'll hit us up and they'll give us a brief of what they're working on what they need and then we'll kind of we'll kind of create something on spec for them as mm-hmm. they go
1: but okay. it's rare
0: it's very rare that we cut anything to picture
1: okay
2: that makes sense mm-hmm. yeah you're you're most likely than, than just getting the product and taking it from there and filling it in like you said like
0: yeah i mean they they don't want us to have at this level they if they can keep picture out of our hands they will just because it's so it's so confidential especially like the big the big budget films they don't want anyone to know about that stuff yeah so it's hard to get for security purposes they don't want anyone to have their hands on it outside of the trailer company yeah
1: no and and that makes sense it is so funny though with stuff like that because it's everything has to be so confidential for you know so many things in entertainment but it's like well all these people have to have their hands on it to help create it but they can't yeah. know anything about what they're creating and yeah, I mean exactly. it's like for an actor when you go to an audition and it's an NDA and you don't even know the name of the product or what it is you're going into audition for it like it's just it's always so funny to me and I get it I get why it happens yeah. but yeah
0: yeah it's crazy I mean like uh, to think about uh, this industry it's what it comes down to at the end of the day, like there, there could be like seven different trailer companies working on a trailer for the same exact movie, and they'll cut. A, everyone will cut a spot, and they'll send it to the studio, and then the studio will basically have a focus group where, like, mm. they'll they'll target some people that want to see they're going to see a movie in the same vein as this film coming out. They'll play all seven trailers, and they'll ask the people in the focus group which trailer they like the best. So, us making money can sometimes come down to literally family of five sitting in a movie theater voting on which show they think is the coolest having no idea whose music is in it or anything like that but Mm -hmm. what they think is the best basically determines whether we get paid or not
1: interesting
2: wow that's nuts so
0: yeah it could it's it's not always like that but that's definitely a part of it
2: Mm -hmm. yeah no I, i can totally see those bigger budget films doing that um Because I think, I don't know about you, Tessa, but I've been to, like, one of those preview films, like, before, like, it's actually fully released and you get to go see it for free. (laughs) And, like, they just make you fill out a survey at the end, like, did you like the characters and, like, all this stuff. And so it's fascinating to see that even in trailer releases that this is is a marketing tool, I guess, for them to, like...
0: Yeah, I mean, they want to. They're trying to sell the movie, you know. They they need to build that anticipation for the film, so the trailers, trailers, really important.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I remember uh, Carolina and I had taken a class from Alexandra Boylan, who you listeners might remember from season one, right? One, yes. Yep. Um, and it was all about like distribution and marketing and stuff, and that's what she was saying. Like the movie poster and the movie trailer are like the most important parts of your movie because it's gonna bring people to watch your movie you know
0: absolutely i mean moving forward now it's tough to say where theaters are going
1: right
0: (laughs) given the state of the world but it still sells the movie i mean even if you're at home watching it Mm -hmm. the trailer is gonna make the trailer will determine in many cases whether or not you you push play or not
1: Yeah,
2: I think even for like a self-distribution thing, like even trying to cut some sort of trailer to promote your work, like that's something I would probably do even if you're like self-distributing. So that way people get, you know, excited and and want to rent it. Like if if it's on Amazon or wherever you're having it. I think that's like, I, I think that's something that shouldn't be overlooked and... Still, even right now with everything going on, I think you can still find ways. Which I'm curious about, like um, because of the climate and everything, um, mm-hmm. is it is it still like for an independent filmmaker? Because that's mostly a lot of us who, a lot of the our listeners in our audience. Um, do you think there is like a really like set budget that you should probably like, have coming into a licensing company? Like, is there a kind of an expectation that you're going to be probably paying roughly around this? Or is there stuff that you, licensing companies, such as the one you worked for, can really kind of help cater to independent, um, low-budget filmmakers?
0: Yeah, I think it depends on, I mean, my personal experience, I think it just depends on who you're, who you're dealing with. I mean, there are some libraries, like, the library i worked for which te- is technically considered a premium music company um you can i mean if if a company like my like the one i work for wanted to work with a small budget film like we we work with smaller budget stuff all the time i mean okay it's cool. it's we set our own prices so if we wanted to if we wanted to cut the price to help somebody out for a project they were doing it's totally it's totally something we could do uh, but There are also smaller, just like general production libraries where you can just go pay a fee and have at it and just use whatever you want because they have blanket deals and they have these just different, it's just a different structure where you pay a fee or you pay significantly less and you get way more for your dollar.
2: Granted, so, like, there's sites as, like bensound.com, I think, is one I've used. Like, yeah, there's sites. a ton
0: of them. Those, yeah, there's a, yeah. yeah, there's so many. Guys, you can
2: just Google it. Like, I've definitely Googled and looked at it. So, do you find like those sites are definitely worth it? Like, yeah, they, I mean, I, I like I've seen. A lot of people use them. Yeah. A lot
0: of people use them. I mean, there's like Jingle Punks and APM, and uh, I mean, there's a ton of them. They're, I mean, there's so many. I, I have friends that work at um, film production houses that just do a lot of like documentary work and whatever else. And I've offered, you know, I've offered them our sound design library or just like rates on music, but it's still sort of out of their, their wheelhouse Mm -hmm. budget wise. So they turn to those smaller general libraries and just, they get cheaper music. And it's not to say that music's bad. You can tell, like you can listen to it and tell the quality isn't quite as high, but it works for what they need. And if it works Mm -hmm. for what you need, then use it. You know, it's like, if you're, you're the creative mind behind it. If if you find a song that just works and it's cheaper, it's free or whatever, great. Like good for you, use it.
2: Yeah. I, but if I you totally want if agree. you want
0: quality, you're going to pay for quality. I mean, yeah. that's the case with anything. But you can mm-hmm. also run into a, you can also run into a company like I don't know, I did all the clearances so if I, you got me on a good day or if I liked the project you were working on and we needed to work within your budget, I was usually happy to do that. I mean, within reason. I'm not going to give it away for nothing, but Right you know, I, I tend to bend a little bit. I, I don't know. I I like to play ball. I like to like look out for the little guys sometimes.
2: Yeah. (laughs) So, uh,
0: we've all, we've all been there before, you know?
2: (laughs) Hell yeah. Um, I know you touched on this before a little bit, like using that Katy Perry example, but like, what if, um, you found someone maybe like lesser known or just not like high up there on the charts? Uh, is it still probably going to be six figures? I know it's like you probably can't. It really does depend on the artist, but yeah, my I mean, other everything's fun-
0: case by case, right? You know, it's like the 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 artists that are represented by by record labels and major publishing companies. Yeah, if you get someone that's on Universal Music, you know they have a sync licensing department, and they're probably a little bit less likely to negotiate for smaller budget stuff. I mean, they probably have a price tag for their, their their artists. That's pretty high. And it also depends on what are the media rights that you're looking for? You know, if you're looking for all media, which is like literally any, anywhere you want to use it, online, theatrical, TV, broadcast, whatever, those fees are way higher. If your media rights are like online only for X amount of time, so, you know, the prices, the prices fluctuate with how you're using the song. So term, term, territory, and media rights, those, th- those things all come into play. So basically, when you're looking to, to get a quote on a piece of music, provide what the media rights are, provide what the term is, provide what the territory is, because that's going to determine what you pay. Uh, mm-hmm. If you don't stipulate that stuff, you'll, they'll probably ask you. And if they don't, they're just going to quote it as all media worldwide in perpetuity which is forever and ever
2: and that's where you're that's where they're going
0: to gouge you on price but they i mean you can find artists that are cheaper i mean it's again it's still case by case but you'll find artists that are a few grand you'll find artists that are 15 grand 20 grand all the way up it just depends on you know if an artist represents their own publishing if they represent their own music they may be a little bit easier to negotiate with
2: because yeah. that's what I was gonna say. Like, don't you have to if they are represented by like a company like Universal? Like, you're you're paying for not just the them their rights, but like all the producers as well. Like, is that why the fee just kind of racks up? Because sometimes,
0: yeah. I mean, you think about a lot of hip hop. Hip hop has so many samples in it. So Hip hop has so many writers. If you researched a hip hop song, I don't. I'm yeah. trying to think of one and off the top of my head that's like. An- There's a few that are really difficult, but there's just so many writers. There's so many samples that they use in the beat, uh, and all that stuff has to clear. So if there's seven different writers, and each writer has their own publishing entity, you have to clear it with all of those parties before you can use it, and everyone's going to quote it at a different rate. So that's where I feel for music supervisors. I mean, I I took a class in music supervision, and that's something that I'm like – highly interested in yeah and it 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 can be super easy clearance like a one stop like where the company i work for was one stop we control our masters we control our publishing but when you want to clear a bigger song it could be a Katy perry song for all we know
2: Mm
0: -hmm. uh i use her as an example it's a guilty pleasure of mine But, (laughs) uh, but like she probably has writers you know she probably has multiple writers on those songs so all of them have to be cleared and when a company like a universal or whoever owns her catalog you know, they have, everyone has to get paid. Everyone has to eat. So it could drive the fee up. Couldn't, it may not, but it, it's really a case by case thing. But that certainly has a part of, part okay.
2: it. Okay. Yeah. I wanted our listeners to be aware of that. Cause that's something we, we kind of, when we were looking into getting a song once we were like, Oh, there's seven people in the stand or how many. <laughs> it
0: was. Yeah. Like we and knew it was like, going to
2: be
1: expensive, but not
2: so complicated. <laughs> we didn't realize yeah. it was this complex. Like you yeah. literally have to get cleared by like, all these different people. And so I yeah. love that you brought up the hip hop example. Cause that's also like all those samples. Like you don't really think about like, I wouldn't have thought that you had to clear the samples. I just thought like the artist is using the sample, then it's okay. Cause it's. Yeah.
0: I mean, you would like to think that when the artist puts the right. song out, that they clear the rights to the sample before they even right. put it out. And a lot of artists do. Some don't. And that just turns the whole pr- the clearance process into a nightmare. You just have, you're chasing <laughs> people around you know, sometimes you're working on a deadline where you have to clear 10 songs, 20 songs, 30 songs by next week.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And now you have to send out emails or phone calls to all these artists, publishing companies. And when a song has 10 different writers and one of them lives in Costa Rica and just chills and does nothing all day and doesn't even have access to their email, but you're just waiting on them, it's like it can Dude, be a nightmare. Music crazy. clearance can be a nightmare. It could be super easy, but it could be a total nightmare.
2: I can see that. And that's something you want to get into though, Johnny Moore? Like, is that, what's, what's your next phase? What are you excited about?
0: Uh, That's what I'm trying to figure out. I mean, I I like, I like this, the licensing world and sync. I've done it for the last six years and I, I work specifically on the clearance and and operation side. So the company I worked for, I did all the, all the clearances. I issued all the licenses. I did all the business, like the, the accounts payable, accounts receivable, all the dirty work. I did all that stuff so that our creative team could focus on the creative side of it. Uh, I'd like to stay in that world if I can, but I would also like to scratch that creative itch. I was in a band for 10 years and, you know, I I have creative bones in my body that are just kind of like sitting there. So Mm -hmm. for me, music supervision kind of scratches that itch where I can be creative and find I can find music and put music to picture, which I really enjoy
2: yeah that sounds uh, so, like fun yeah yeah like it's cool I mean, like I mean, because it's creative it's, yeah it's
0: creative i mean aside from the clearance process it's nice that I, I i learned on the clearance side so i understand the clearance side of it first and now i bring in the creative element and it, it kind of helps my knowledge um but it's hard it's a hard like music supervision is a difficult one to get into because you either start at the really at the bottom where you're you're talking to college kids who are putting out student projects that have no budget and they need someone to music supervise their their thing. And it's like, I, I can't really do it for free right now. I'm too old for that. I need, to, I need to survive. I live in L.A. Right. But I also need to make a name for myself if I want to get into that world. So it's it could be a tough cookie to crack, but I, I would like to explore it a little bit. But I, I do want to stay on the sync side if I can, and I you know, there, is there the, could I'm be opportunities. I'm sorry. What is
2: what is the what do you mean by sync side? I actually don't know what
0: that sync means. licensing like. Just okay. l- Licensing for film, licensing for TV, advertising.
2: Gotcha. All that stuff, so. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Sorry
0: for that. I should have I should have explained that. In <laughs>
2: all <deeper>. good vocabulary <laughs> words.
1: All these cool yeah. words. I don't know. <laughs> Cool. Um, cool. Well, Johnny, will you let our listeners know, um, I don't know if you're open to being contacted or like want anyone to follow up with you on social media or anything like that. But even beyond that, if you have any recommendations of places to send people, if, you know, they have a project that they, you know, need music for, anything like that that you want to share with our listeners. Anything you want to pimp out
0: yeah <laughs> yeah i mean I, I you know i'm totally open to people contacting me i mean i'm as i start the next journey of my life the next chapter i i don't know where it leads and it's it is all about relationships and who you know so i mean anybody feel free to reach out to me my email address is it's it's a long one it's the dot music at gmail dot com
2: amazing
0: um and i actually just started i come like I'm, I'm i have a huge Golf fanatic. I just I love the game of golf. Many people would just think it's a snooze fest, uh, but I just I absolutely love it, and it's really starting to grow to a younger demographic. And so I started this Instagram account, and I'm basically music supervising golf content.
1: Oh my God, so I like That's amazing! Share.
0: I just like share people's stuff, whether it be a, a a sneaker release or a fashion release or just photos of a golf course or photos of a golf tournament. I'll usually just like share it and use Instagram stories to kind of music supervise it just for fun.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and that's, that handle is at golf in sound.
2: I'm going to definitely check that out. That sounds um, awesome.
0: I just started it like a week or two ago. So it's mm-hmm. really new and it's just like starting to grow a a little bit, but there's just I'm, so many I'm, like I'm planning on days. going golfing
2: like soon. So I'm going to send you a little oh, DM like I'm here.
0: Yeah, please do. I mean, it's, it's honestly, it's like a growing industry. It's kind of cool to see because forever yeah. it's been synonymous with like old rich white men in a country club <laughs> and it's starting to break that mold and like the skateboard culture is starting to gravitate towards it and it's becoming like oh, wow. the new skateboarding where like fashion world is it's becoming cool like look good on the golf course now and they're mm-hmm. breaking the stereotype so it's kind of cool to see and it's it's a really accessible industry and I'm just trying to bring my two worlds together which are golf and music and I don't want to be just another brand, so I figured, why not just music-supervised stuff? And I'm, I, I also make a lot of playlists. I guess that's another mm. thing I could pimp out right now. I love making playlists, and uh, my Spotify account is at Johnny Fiverr. Okay. <laughs> and I have a playlist on there all the time. I'm updating it all the time, and I'm using this Instagram handle to push playlists both on and off the golf course.
1: Awesome. So it's just like
0: diverse playlists. Like my musical taste is all across the board. I don't have, like, I don't yeah. have anything that I can say. This is my favorite kind of music. I just, I really like, I love it all. So yeah, I just, I push playlists. I push golf content. I put music to everything. Uh, and it's fun. So
2: Dude, I don't lead into that. I feel like the best work or what you realize, like so, cause you're in the self-discovery. I think we all are right now because of the pandemic, like, just doing what you love, or just even for fun, that might grow into something. You never know. Yeah, exactly. That's, I love the I, golf I'm, and music. It's, it's different. <laughs> it's weird. Honestly, I was not yeah, expecting that. Well, because that's it's a awesome. game.
0: It's like it's a game that everyone thinks you have to do in silence. Mm-hmm. And now it's like I put a I put a Bluetooth speaker on the golf cart and pump music the, the entire time I play. Yeah. And I think that's just part of the rise of the game. Is like people are just breaking those stereotypes and breaking down walls of what it, they think it's supposed to be, supposed but. To be. I also just think like this pandemic has really been, I'm trying to spin it in a positive way of like, all right, this is a chance yeah. to reset. And the universe is being like, look, I'll take you out in two seconds if I want to. So do mm-hmm. like live your life. Live you know? your life. And, yeah. And so I'm, I'm like staring a birthday in the face coming up and it's a big one. And I'm like, <laughs> all right, I'm going to, I'm going to leave my job, start something new and ride into the next chapter of my life out of this pandemic. And like be happy and live my life to the best and see where it goes. Yeah.
1: I mean, I think that's the best advice you can give, you know, (laughs) like that's the best thing to be doing right now.
0: Yeah. It's like such a, it's such a easy time to think and like allow yourself to go down into like a negative space and a dark hole. And, you know, I've, we, I think we all battle our own mental health on some degree, some worse than others. And I'm certainly guilty of that. I've done a lot of personal work and I've done a lot of my own, Exploring inside, and mm-hmm. I'm not trying to allow myself to spin down a dark hole during this thing. I'm trying to take advantage of it. So, Amen. We'll yeah. see where it leads, but that's everyone's got to keep their head up. You know, it's times are tough, and we'll be out of it hopefully sooner than later. But stay positive.
1: Exactly. Agreed. Well, wishing you luck first of all, and thank, thank you. you so much for coming on today talking to us during your vacation it's
0: all good I got nothing but time it's not even a vacation I'm just chilling
1: yeah
0: it's too hot to be outside unless you're in the pool
1: oh I know even then like I feel like I'm just swimming in soup like oh I yesterday I,
0: I went to the gym yesterday and I got home from the gym soaking wet and took a shower got out of the shower got dressed and within 10 minutes I felt like I was just as soaking wet as I was when I got back from the gym
2: totally i believe it i believe it. it is so brutal like i can't imagine like guys he's in palm springs right now so it's august like i was there in june and it was like 110 i can't like <laughs> or 90 to 110 so i can't imagine it right now yeah please. it's brutal
0: it's brutal Ooh. but i'm just chilling i got i got but my it's computer the best.
2: it's the best you yeah, just hang I'm making, it's I'm making such playlists. a great
0: spot yeah. I'm, updating, yeah I'm updating my my instagram i'm making playlists i'm, I'm technically working
2: yeah it's just fun that's work true. you know it's right. fun it's creative and that's why i think we should all like lean into that like you were saying like that's that's the best thing you can do at this time
0: yeah find yourself yeah,
2: find yourself so 100. to finding ourselves so i have this like half drank tea but i'm gonna cheers to that <laughs> i know my coffee's gone but cheers <laughs> i'm about to
0: go make a, a cocktail so oh
2: that's as what you i should. need as yeah <laughs> as, as one does so um yeah no thank you johnny and Thank you listeners. I just wanted to quickly do a shout out. We just got some new reviews and, um, I just, it's, they're, they're the best. Like, I love you guys. Thank you for listening and giving us honest feedback. I think, uh, let me pull this up here real quick. Yeah. Um, shout out to Anita inspiration. Um, she said she was so happy. She found this podcast, Um, She has not been attending, she hasn't gone to film school and found that our our podcast is a great resource to listen to a bunch of like to film editing to now having Johnny on the show for music. Um, So like, yay, I love hearing, we love hearing that this is something that's been working because everyone has a different path and film school isn't like one that one has to take. We say that on the show all the time. If it works for you, you feel like it's the right move, do it but you don't certainly have to. And, and then lastly, shout out to our girl, AJ Joyce <laughs> from She's So Real Podcast, who left us a review. <laughs> she is adorable. Like if you guys, um, I don't think we pimped her out fully on the show, but we were on her podcast and she's a film enthusiast. She has amazing guests, like amazing stunt woman in, from Hollywood. I can't remember her name, but it just like, just she gets really amazing guests and her vibe. She is a vibe. She is, she is so funny. <laughs> she's such a sweetheart i think tess and i were listening to our podcast we have never laughed so hard like all yeah. we saw were having like like martinis at a pool like laughing like hysterically <laughs> yeah. so she's really cute um so guys yeah we love hearing the feedback so again like it only helps us know like we're doing the damn thing and we're doing it well so please leave us a review um but thank you thank you guys and I wanted to leave it on that note. <laughs> and thank you, Johnny. Right. Thanks for listening. to All of that, and um, and uh, let's stay connected. Let's let's. It's good to know that you we have a friend in this world. So, is one. the
1: is the email address that you just told us better than what I was using?
0: Yeah, I, I, okay. I, I'm I'm starting to push the music one just for like my professional purposes and whatever else is next. The other one's more like a personal account.
2: Okay, can I have that one uh, again, please? So I'm yeah, gonna write it it's down. it's the
0: George, the George Committee dot music at gmail.com cool the george committee is also my personal instagram which i don't use quite as much anymore but
1: okay awesome well thank you so much enjoy your cocktail absolutely <laughs> enjoy palm oh, i shall
0: thank you <laughs> yeah and, uh, i'm jealous
1: <laughs> i look forward Boy. to
0: listening to the listening to the podcast thanks for
1: listening to fem regard podcast if you like what you hear, tune in next time for more tips on the filmmaking business and insightful conversations with industry professionals over tea.
2: We can only grow with your support, so please subscribe, share, rate, and give us a five star review on Apple Podcast. If you leave us a great comment, we might give you a shout out on the show. For more on us, check us out at Famregard.com. You're listening to the Geekscape Network.